You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday final podcast of the week. We've got two games coming up over the weekend to talk about. They take on the Knicks tonight, the Celtics tomorrow, before then going to Detroit on Monday. But we'll touch on that one on Monday in a game I'm sure so many people in the state of Louisiana are going to be watching. There's nothing else going on that day, right? So we'll preview the two games coming up over the weekend in this one. But before we get to all of that, I want to talk about Brandon Ingram. We know about his scoring. We know about all of that stuff. But what about his passing? And he almost had a triple-double in the game the other night. The passing has been on full display. Will that work and translate to very good things when Zion Williamson is back on the court? I think it very well may. So we'll look at that in the first segment. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So Brandon Ingram has been awesome this year. You all know that he's up to ninth in the Western Conference front court players in terms of all-star voting. He's very likely going to get on the all-star team or at least be as borderline as it gets without getting on there. And you could make a claim either way, but he's looked very, very good this year. He's averaging 25.3 points per game, seven rebounds, and 4.1 assists. He's doing this also while shooting better from basically all around the court. In a word, he's been awesome. Badass is maybe the other word you could use with it. He's been that good. He's an all-star, really, at this point. But one of the things that's kind of flown under the radar with him is his ability to distribute a little bit. And it was on full display in the win over the Chicago Bulls, particularly in the second half of that game, where he had a 10-plus uh, assist game, 11, which ties a career high for him. Um, season high two for him as well. So he was excellent in there just getting the ball where it needed to go and averaging 4.1 assists while taking as many shots as he does and being the focal point of the offense is pretty good, especially for a big. This isn't a guard or a point guard. This is a guy who's kind of getting down low and doing a number of other things and it's creating for his teammates. In fact, if you look at the numbers for him, he's got that 11 assist game, yes, but he's also got majority of his games with four plus assists. Now, he's got some games where he's got one game with zero, he's got five games with one, two games with two, and one, two, three, four with three, but overall, that's like 10 games, um, 11 games out of the number that he's played this season where he is averaging three or less. Everything else than that, it is four or more. That's really good. And if you look at some of the numbers of who he's passing the ball to and getting those assists for, it's being very, it's opening up the offense a lot and he's doing it in a number of different ways. So he's giving out about an assist per game to Lonzo Ball and to JJ Redick each. They're going out there and scoring because he creates, does a kick out pass, Lonzo Ball is open, he takes the shot and scores. Same thing for J.J. Redick. Putting shooters around him, Lonzo Ball being one of those shooters right now, has definitely played some really good dividends for the team. 
but he's also dishing the rock to some of the big men on this team, and you kind of see it in some of the numbers. It's not nearly as high, but he's giving out about half an assist per game to Jackson Hayes and to Derek Favors. Those are really encouraging numbers to me because when he plays with Zion, and the question when Zion returns is, you know, of all the questions that are going to be out there, the most important one is, does he mesh well with Brandon Ingram? Because you have to make a decision on Brandon Ingram's future coming up after this year. But if they mesh well together, you have a very scary twosome there that could really light up the league for years to come. And you've got the older guy in Brandon Ingram and then the young phenom in in uh, Zion Williamson. So giving an assist to Jackson Hayes, to Derek Favors, and even uh, Jalil Okafor when they play, that's a very, very good thing to me. And if you look at the shooting percentages for those guys, it means he's creating pretty high-quality looks. On assists, on passes from Brandon Ingram, uh, Jackson Hayes is shooting 56.7% uh, from the field, meaning he's going to be right by the basket and it's basically an easy putback or something like that. Same for Derek Favors. It's 56.5%, so the, basically the equivalent number. That's awesome to see, which means he can create looks for Zion. And they'll be able to get high-quality looks because of the work he does. And if he can just dump it off to him or create a little bit of space or clear out the lane, that's going to be a really good thing because Zion in space is basically impossible to stop. By the way, when I mentioned those um, three-point shooting numbers with J.J. Redick and Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick on passes from uh, Brandon Ingram, 44.4% from deep. Lonzo Ball, we'll round it up, call it 40% from deep. Um, Etwan Moore also shoots 38% on passes from him. Um, and then Frank Jackson, though it's very minimal in this, shoots 66% um, uh, from three-point range, 67% we're going to round up uh, from three-point range. So he is very clearly creating for others and giving them very high-quality looks as evidenced by the shooting percentages. This is going to be good. It means he should be able to, at least based off of this and what we saw in preseason, coexist next to Zion Williamson. And I cannot wait for Zion to be back out on the court with him. So we'll get to this weekend's games coming up in a moment here. But before we do that, today's show brought to you by MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football and basketball so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. It's the playoffs. It's the NBA season. College basketball season is going on. It's time to get off the sideline and in on the action with MyBookie. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to MyBookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Are you tired of watching games from the couch and they just don't really interest you? Well, my bookie wants to get your mind off everything else back on the game because you've got a stake in it now. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Free money. Come on, you can't get that basically anywhere else. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So two games this weekend, but I don't think we're going to see Zion Williamson in either of these. They've already ruled him out against the New York Knicks. Also won't see Drew Holiday in this one, and I think Kenrich Williams is out as well. So you're going to see the same squad that beat the Chicago Bulls travel up to New York to take on the Knicks. The 
Not good Knicks either. Knicks who've kind of gone through like two kind of seasons here. Um, they sit at 10 and 28. So the Pelicans really only have three more wins than them. However, I feel like there's miles apart between both of these teams. They've already fired their head coach and David Fisdale. Mike Miller, who's stepped in, has done a respectable job leading them to a 6-10 and record. It's not like that's particularly good. They did have a three-game winning streak, but they're currently on a four-game losing streak. Two blowout losses, first to the Lakers, then to the Utah Jazz on the second night of a back-to-back. They rank 27th on offense and 26th on defense while also being in the bottom third in pace. That's not a recipe for a winning team. Their roster makes no sense uh, with a ton, a ton of power forwards. Julius Randle, Marcus Morris. We could keep going through all this. Uh, Bobby Portis, who's a little bit scary because he hits people in the head. Kevin Knox. You can go on and on and on. But they do have Alfred Payton, who's averaging 8.4 points per game, six assists. They've got R.J. Barrett, the third overall pick in the draft, who's averaging 14 points per game. Julius Randle, who's been away from the team somewhat recently, is averaging 19 per game and basically nine boards. And Marcus Morris is 19 and five. They can do some damage just all in the front court. So this is a big Derek Favors game, you have to imagine. The Pelicans should win this one, particularly because there's just nothing that the Knicks do absurdly well that really is going to concern you all that much. They're a pretty good offensive rebounding team with some of those guys they should be, and they go after offensive boards aggressively, but the Pelicans have gotten their rebounding kind of under control, and I'm not worried about a handful of second chance points because it's not like they're going to get 50 of those, and if they don't, I just don't necessarily see this offense being capable of keeping up with New Orleans. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They don't take a lot of three-pointers, so they can't equalize the game in that capacity either they don't turn the ball over a ton on offense but yeah I mean whatever they're just gonna miss a lot of shots and um, they're the second to last in terms of shooting percentage on the season they're just not good New Orleans should win this game it should be pretty good for these guys to kind of get some run with Drew Holiday out you have to figure you're going to see Nikhil Alexander Walker get minutes particularly in the first half and in the second half and play a larger role in this one same thing front court's going to be pretty tough you need your center so expect to see Jackson Hayes out there maybe a little bit of Jalil Okafor if someone gets into foul trouble as well though maybe you'd see Nicolo Melli in over him if they want some more shooting we'll see there should be a game that Pelicans can win Friday in it on national TV. No Zion, but maybe Zion will come back for the game on the second night on Saturday against the Celtics, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. So before we get to that game, don't forget on the fly, the Pelicans official Twitch show coming back January 16th. We are going to be live probably from the Smoothie King Center that day. I cannot wait. We're going to be able to take your questions live on the show. We've got a couple of fun segments planned out for this. Maybe a guest appearance or two. Go to twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA. That's twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA. Click that follow button there. I cannot wait. It is going to be a lot of fun. Also, it might be some other news that night. That is not insider info or anything, just maybe that is when Zion will return, um, but we will see. So we will take all your questions live on Twitch, twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA. 
So on the second night of a back-to-back, the Pelicans then move on to Boston to take on the Celtics. The Celtics, who are, I don't know, the complete opposite of the Knicks, basically. 25-10, and they're third in the Eastern Conference, and they look really, really good so far this year. They have lost two in a row, uh, three in a row, I think, now maybe. I forget, I didn't see the outcome of the game against the 76ers. But before that, they have been excellent, kind of going streaking all year long. They have the sixth best offense in the league, the four fourth best defense in the league and they play about middle of the road in pace this is going to be a tough one they're led by jason tatum 21 points per game seven rebounds three assists remember that time we all wanted him over brandon ingram yeah whoops uh, Jalen Brown, another front court player for them, 20 and a half points per game, seven rebounds and 2.3 assists. He's doing that on shooting 39% from deep. Kemba Walker, their big kind of move this offseason, losing Kyrie, but bringing him in 22 points per game on the season, four rebounds, five assists, shooting 40% from deep. Gordon Hayward, who dealt with some injuries this year, but seems back kind of into form, 17 points per game, six rebounds. He's shooting also 38% from deep. So they are just bombing away and being pretty good uh, in terms of three-point percentage at times from their top guys. The rest of the team, not so much, Um, but they do take a good number of attempts. Offensively, they also go after offensive rebounds, six best in the league. They don't turn the ball over either. So they make it pretty tough to defend them. You need to communicate on defense, something the Pelicans have been doing a much better job of. Defensively, they do force a lot of turnovers with a pretty aggressive defensive scheme. They're also very good at cleaning up your misses. They are just a sound, sound basketball team. Um, So it's going to be tough. If you can force a turnover, get out and transition and run, I think that is a big thing because it's easy points, but it's going to probably be pretty tough to do in this game but we thought that same thing kind of against the Utah Jazz and the Pelicans were able to really kind of play early in transition though not really be able to convert some of those opportunities down low they've got it is Cantor who's averaging nine points per game and eight rebounds they're also starting Daniel Thies with 7.4 points per game six rebounds so they've got kind of depth there everywhere don't forget about Marcus Smart as well Um, so we are going to see how this one goes it's going to be a little bit tougher than the Knicks game but if you can go one in one over these two games I think everyone would be pretty happy but this Pelicans team may get Um, Drew Holiday back for this one, though I doubt it. I don't think we're going to see Zion in this one either. So it's still going to be a bit of a quiet weekend with that. But you're then going to see them come back home. They play the Clippers. They play the Jazz. And maybe in one of those two games are when you're going to see Zion make his debut. Hopefully the 16th. We want this kind of sooner rather than later. It's going to be awesome when he returns. But I don't think we're there just yet. But we are getting ever so closer to that day where Zion makes his debut. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening throughout the week. Don't forget, on the fly, the Pelicans official Twitch show coming next week, twitch.com slash pelicansnba. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.